Hey there, without fear of her future listeners, if you are hungry to create financial freedom, look no further than She Can 23. This is the nation's largest event for women. Already investing in real estate are those who want to begin. So join thousands of women just like you and I as we shatter the glass ceiling together and make history as women unlocking our financial security by investing in real estate. With exclusive workshops, networking sessions, and expert advice from the best in the world, you will be armed with the specialized knowledge that you need to make confident and educated real estate investments. You do not want to miss this powerful event where we women from all over the world come together to listen to industry giants. Last year, we had Barbara Corcoran, Jamie Carnalima, and even Elena Cardone. I cannot wait for you to see the lineup for this year. We are going to create lasting connections and friendships. Just imagine you and 25,000 other women with the same goals and desires at one event. It is a truly transformative experience. It's an event designed for women who are hungry for more, just like you. Empowerment and clarity like you have never felt before is waiting for you at She Can 23. Remember, if she can, you can too. Do not let this opportunity pass you by. Take action now and secure your tickets to She Can 23. It's time to invest in your future without fear and show the world what women are truly capable of. Visit shecan23.com forward slash podcast to secure your seat today. It's linked in the description below. I cannot wait to see you at shecan23. I bless you. Dream big and be brave. When you lean into this, and, and I believe that truly that we've made this a lifestyle. This isn't something that I just started practicing. I mean, all my life, thank God, I was just raised around a very positive mother who taught me this. And then I've been in church my whole life. So I've been doing this for years. And so I always have this expectancy. I'm always expecting a miracle. I'm always expecting good things to happen Mm -hmm. at every turn. So when something bad does happen, when something isn't working out, um, I'm way less likely to freak out about it. I just think it's temporary. Without Fear of Her Future podcast is for women who are passionately pursuing financial freedom using multiple streams of income and real estate to accomplish their goals. We are here to empower you to be brave, dream big, and design a life that you love that inspires others to do the same. I am Teresa Todd, founder of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and author of the book, Without Fear of Her Future. And I'm Melissa Baker, a real estate investor and fitness coach specializing in turning properties from drab to fab. Today, we're discussing the transformative power of visualization and manifestation. Teresa and I are going to dive into a world unseen where one dreams take form, faith fuels your day-to-day, and your words hold the keys to unlocking the greatest desires you have. Woo! This is going to be a great topic today. It is. It is. This is one I've definitely been um, studying about, reading about. Um, and I want to start by kind of just talking about the difference in visualization and manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, honestly, Without going into def- definitions, I really think they're the same thing. I just feel like 
um, manifestation has kind of become a newer age term um, that people, maybe non-believers use. Mm -hmm. Um, They manifest things they, you know, visualize in essence, which is what we do, you know, from a biblical perspective, a Christian perspective, we see the things um, and visualize to to bring things about Mm -hmm. that the Lord has for us, the promises of the Lord. Yes. You know, um, there's a scripture that says that he does more than we can ask, think, or imagine. So I believe that we are supposed to ask for big things. Uh, think about those things yeah. and even imagine them. And then the beautiful promise is that, hey, God will do even more than that. Right. Those things that are unseen. So faith um, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So what does that personally mean to you and how does that guide your approach to visualization? Visualization. Mm -hmm. Well, it's saying that faith is a substance of something that we're hoping for. What is it that we are hoping for? Um, But we haven't seen the real, you know, it hasn't come to pass yet. So we have to begin to imagine it and think about it, focus on it, uh, visualize that thing and lean into that thing. And I've in faith. And as I and I believe that as we do that, that we will begin to see that thing manifested. And I am just a strong believer in what we spend our time thinking about, um, reading about, studying, uh, desiring. Uh, we'll begin to have conversations yeah. about that thing, and every single one of those things take us a little bit closer to receiving that thing. Right. Yeah. Our brains are a powerful thing. God, yes, God, they are. The way are. God created them is so amazing. Yes. So amazing. So I think part of visualization is just that. We begin to, you know, dream about this thing that we're hoping for or whatever it is. Um, and then the next step is those affirmations. And Romans 4 says um, that Abraham is talking about calling those things that be not as though they were calling those things that be not as though they were. And that specific scripture is where he is, even though it's every thing in the world looks impossible that he and Sarah are going to have a child. They're in their eighties, but yet he is saying we're, you know, he's, he is moving along in his life as if he is going to have this child. And even at their great age. And when there's a million reasons that would say, listen, Abraham, you are too old to have a child. Your wife is too old. It's not going to happen. But he just began to, declare with his mouth, call it, calling it as it were, even though it has yet. So when we begin to add imagination, visualization, and affirmations, saying those things, um, I think there's so much power in that and, that and leaning into faith. Right, right. Especially when those things line up with the word and our things that the Lord has placed in our hearts, yes. our dreams. Um, I feel like our, our dreams, which should lead into our visions, become those things that we kind of ruminate Absolutely. on and we absolutely again we are born with this destiny with this call in our life so we're going to have these dreams um whether it's just like to raise good kids i know that when my kids were young i just wanted to raise good (laughs) kids that was my purpose for that season and you're uh, you're reading the books about it in your every day that's what you're thinking about so it doesn't matter what level it is whatever we're focused on um we can, I do believe that not manifesting it again, I, I'm not, you know, that that's kind of a woo-woo feeling uh, in that new age. But when we begin to visualize and pray and think on something and focus on something, um, I, I have so many stories, and we'll share some of those, both of us, of yeah. things that we have brought to pass because of, of just these two scriptures. Yeah, so good. Um, I will, I, I have to tell this story Um so whenever I was 
my, I was buying a house back in, I don't know, 20, 2011. I was actually building a house. But even before that, I had a picture of exactly what I wanted that house to look like. Um, the things that I wanted in it. How many square feet? What, you know, silly as it is, I wanted a tree in in the backyard. And anyway, and then, you know, once I was, I was actually able to build that house a few years later, and all the things that I prayed about, that I visualized, that I dreamed of, were in that house. And then I just now built another house mm-hmm. um, or just flipped a house out on the lake. And, well, now it's been years. And so now you have a different dream. You right. want different things. I wanted a gym in my home. I wasn't working out the first time. That wasn't <laughs> part of my, that wasn't part of what I was daydreaming about or, you know. But this time I wanted an office in my house. I wanted a a a gym in my house. And so I have all of those things. I think that we have to start with, and I journal about those things, which is another scripture. So I think the three things together, um, visualizing it, mm-hmm. saying it and writing it, because there's yeah. another scripture that talks about write the vision that oh, you yeah. may run with it, write the yeah. vision. So when you really begin to do all three of those things, Woo! Your faith begins to grow, and you begin to search out ways to make that thing happen. Right. That's so true. You know, your story about the house, um, it just reminded me, and this is really funny, that even the the um, childlike faith that we have when we're young, I can remember um, when I was young, like five, six, seven, we had a little camper, and we would go to Rudoso, New Mexico, and we had that camper parked in a little campground there. We'd go skiing um, in the winter and in the summer do other things on that campground. That was our little vacation spot uh-huh. as a family. And I can remember standing on the edge of the river and there was this beautiful house across the river. It was an adobe style with big archways and it was two-story and it looked huge and it was just beautiful. My sister and I would just sit there and think of, oh, what it would be like to live in that house. And just a couple of years later, um, my dad ended up partnering with a guy buying that campground, and we lived in that house. Wow, it was that's so cool. Crazy. Yes, yes. So, so that your story reminded me of that. Yes. But when we are talking about visualizing and the power of our mind and and the way that God created us with our our dreams, takes me to a time um, just about ten years ago, fifteen years ago maybe, um, when I ran my first marathon. Mm. I had wanted that was a dream was to run a marathon. But I hadn't necessarily been training for one, and I got in a position where I had a friend who was going to be running the Dallas Marathon. And so I thought, you know, this was in October. The marathon was in December. <gasps> I thought, well, I'll, I'm at a good – I've got a good base, uh-huh. you know, ba- base run. I can do this. And I started training for it. Well, the training kind of took a toll on my knees, and, and I had some issues. And so I had run nine miles. And for those of you who aren't familiar with with running, a marathon is 26.2 miles. Wow. The furthest I had ever run was nine consecutive miles. Oh, my gosh. And I had to take my training into the gym to elliptical and the treadmill. But, again, I hadn't gone over nine miles. But I pictured myself every day because I was training for this marathon. I wanted to do it. I had signed up for it. In my mind, I was doing it. And I would literally visualize this marathon and this race and the feelings I was going to have and, and just preparing for it. And we went out and I ran the marathon. I did wow. really well. And when I finished the race, I could have kept going. I had so much wow. energy. I felt so good, but I was able to do it. And it's because I could see myself. Woo, that's doing so it. powerful. Yeah. It's yeah. so powerful. So if we cannot even begin to see ourselves doing something, we're never going to do no. it. We have to do exactly what you just did. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well, I have a story that is, it, in mind is. 
you know, doesn't equal a marathon at all. But I was going to do a mud run. And so I was, you know, practicing for this mud run because there's obstacles. It's not just running in the mud, but there's all these obstacles along the way. And so I knew I could run the, the five miles. That was not, or the 5K, the three miles, but those obstacles. So I was out practicing doing all of the things. But the one thing that I could not do was the was a monkey bar literally taking one hand all you know letting go with one hand and grabbing the other and you know doing that and so there was a elementary school behind my house and i would go over there and practice on these kids monkeys monkey bars and um i would just hang there melissa i could not make (laughs) myself take my hand off and reach the next monkey bar and i was so frustrated and i would just do this over and over and so I knew that I could kill everything else um, in this thing, but I couldn't do that. And so one night, or actually it was early in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I was lying in my bed and I was just aggravated at myself and I was so frustrated. And I began to visualize myself just letting go and grabbing that next bar and letting go and grabbing that next bar and letting go. And I, I don't know how long I just laid there and did that. And the next thing I know is I, I jumped out of that bed. I put on my tennis shoes and it's still pitch dark outside and I go out to that schoolyard and I just went right across I actually yeah you did it and I did it (laughs) and then I could do it from then on and now I haven't done it in a few years I don't know but um so it's there's so much power in seeing ourselves do the thing that it right. is we want to do. So I just want to encourage our listeners, what is the thing? Is it running or is it something physical or is it something in your business? Is it something, whatever it is, we have to start by visualizing, seeing ourselves do that thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's such a powerful thing. It really is. It really is. Um, how have you used visualization um, to change your financial situation? Because we've talked about doing physical things yeah. that we've been able to do, but um, from a financial perspective, <laughs> have you used it yes. there? All of the things that we just talked about, visualization, um, affirmations, and writing writing it down, writing the vision. So I remember I was in the medical field for 25 years before I became a real estate investor, and I remember back when I was making $29,000 a year. And 29000 trying to raise three kids. Yeah, and I much. remember it got in my head that if I could make $40,000 a year, boy, that would be some great money. I could I could live it up if yeah. I made $40,000 a year. And so I, could be, I began to believe for $40,000 a year. And I would, I would say it. So I wrote it down. Okay. I wrote it as a prayer. And I laid it on my dresser. And every time that I would walk by there, I would lay my hand on that and I would say, Lord, I thank you that I am going to make $40,000 a year. Well, now, and so by the end of that year, I um, was given an opportunity to change jobs, got a promotion, and it put me at $40,000 wow. a year in less than a year. That's a pretty big jump yeah, for one year yeah. from 29 to 40. And so... You know, after it was over and I did that, I was so grateful and I was so excited. I remember thinking, well, why didn't I believe for <laughs> 60? Why didn't I believe for 100? But here's what I believe. I only had $40,000 worth of faith at that yeah. moment. And that's just what I had. And I, I think that that's so important because 
if you've never made a hundred thousand dollars, you probably don't have a million dollars worth of faith. Right. And so to even visualize something like that would be so bizarre that I think you have to keep this in a context of of um, of what you can truly believe for. Yeah. And it, that's OK, because if you've never made one hundred thousand, maybe that's what you believe for first or maybe two hundred thousand or whatever. And then after you've reached that number, you can believe for more and more and more. But um, I, and I've just seen this concept work so many times in my life when I was believing God for something and I begin to say it, write it, quote it, believe it. Um, and then before you know it, you're walking. Yeah. That thing has come to pass. And it's just it's so exciting. So that really changed your belief system and your to expectations as far as to believe for more. Absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes we do have to start small, especially and grow our belief system, grow Absolutely. our faith. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you can anybody can just start saying, oh, I'm going to believe for a million dollars in 20. But come on. If you've never made $100,000, you don't really have the faith. Very few yeah. people really have the faith to jump that big. Now, hey, if you do, I'm not trying to squelch it, but I think that I want you to be realistic in right. out what we can believe God for. Yeah. Because he can do immeasurably more than yes, we could ask, can. think, or imagine. Ask, think, or imagine. <laughs> Begin to imagine. I just really want to stop right now and say, what is it that you long for? What is it that your desire of your heart is that you think is so far-fetched? That is no way that that could happen. That is, you know, just begin to visualize that thing. Maybe you want to lose 50 pounds. Begin to see yourself. 50 pounds less, begin to see what kind of cute little clothes you would have and and um, feel that and then write it and say it. Now, you do have to take action. Yeah. You know, we have to take action. Even I remember uh, that when I got that $40,000, that required me to go and apply for a different job in a higher position that I didn't think I was qualified for. So it still took me I didn't just pray for $40,000 and wait for God to drop right. this raise in my lap. I went out looking, how can I get a promotion? What job, you know, what do I need to do? Right. And um, so we, like you, you were already, even though you were visualizing yourself running that marathon, you were practicing. You were getting on the treadmill, on the elliptical. You just didn't jump out there one day and say, I'm going to go run. Yeah. And I want to add to that story because I don't, I don't, if I've got any runners that are listening, um, they might can, can relate to this, but I, I run with music. You guys have, if you've been listening to the podcast much, you you know, I'm a big with praise and worship. That's kind of my, my jam. And I music loud and I run and it feels so good. It's a stress relief. It's just uh -huh. my happy place. And so as I was getting ready for the marathon back then, we had, um, what were those iPods? Was that it was before the iP iPhone, y'all? Um, I had an iPod and I had my music ready to go, my headphones in. And we, we take off with uh -huh. this marathon and I start running and it was a, a band marathon there were bands every you know oh, couple yeah. miles that you could hear so I had paused my music to hear the band that I was running past and this was literally at mile two or three and when I went to hit play my iPod wouldn't wouldn't play oh, and I couldn't no. get it and I took it out of my and I'm doing this because I'm on my arm I, I had it on my <laughs> arm um and I, I was hitting the play button and it wouldn't come back on and it was just completely frozen oh and so I kept running and you guys literally for four hours 
I chanted, I'm strong, I'm healthy, yeah. and I feel great. And I did that for four hours, and you guys, I yes. felt great. I was, you know, it was that mantra, it yes. was that affirmation. Um, I, I had practiced. I had I had written down about the marathon. I had visualized it. Yes. Oh, um, I love it. That's so, so good. Yep. So good. So good. You know, anybody that uh, knows me knows that I'm a huge fan of Ed Milet. I listen to all of his podcasts, yeah. and he just uh, uh, I heard him talking about uh, when he was um, young and he didn't have money, at, at, you know, but he began to visualize and what he was doing. He wanted to take like fancy vacations and uh, he was in sales and so he would go to the Ritz Carlton that he would work his butt off for four months and if he hit a certain number in sales then he and his wife would go to the Ritz Carlton and spend one night because that's all they could afford (laughs) and um, he would go play golf and she would uh, go to the spa. And he talks about how the very first time he did that, it was so awkward. He drove this clumpity clump car. He had to pull it in front of the Ritz Carlton. He didn't even want to take the car in front. And then he didn't even know how you tip at the Ritz Carlton. Yeah. Do you tip when you drop your car off? Do you, you know, he, everything about it was so awkward. Uh, but they did it the first time. And so uh, four months later, he hit his number again. And so they went the second time. And he said, even the second time, I felt a little more comfortable. At least I knew how to tip. And at least I knew where the golf course, you know, how to get to the golf course. And, and then he just kept doing that until all of a sudden he felt like he belonged there. And yeah. and he, he began to get used to that. Same thing, he would uh, drive around in like these fancy neighborhoods and just get used to being in that neighborhood and visualize himself living in that neighborhood and y'all he lives in a mansion now um so we have that's isn't that amazing i mean we have to do some things right and like you said quote those things pray those things write those things and then take action to move towards that yeah god has put uh, dreams in each one of us he's created each one of us for for purposes and and we have gifts and talents and i think Mm -hmm. tapping into those and um speaking the promises of god over our lives which comes into to those the 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 visualization of those dreams that he's put in us um so i think a lot of it is figuring those out speaking them out Mm -hmm. so we can see them yeah and um and yeah putting action yeah action to it so yeah what what strategies can our listeners employ to focus on their dreams and expectations rather than their fears and their dreads yeah you know we're we're talking all about the positive things Mm -hmm. if we're visualizing something but you know the opposite is just the is the truth as well and uh, job in Mm. job 25 he says what i always feared has happened to me and what i always dreaded has come true so it's the same thing if we're always if we're dreaming about these great things well then they're going to come to pass but if we're fearing all of the bad things if we're always dreading something and we've got this fear i mean i've known people um that had a fear because their mother had cancer uh, maybe their grandmother had cancer. Well, they just had this fear that I'm going to get cancer, I'm going to get cancer, I'm going to get cancer. And guess what happens? They, they get cancer. Um, because what yeah. they feared came upon them. So it's so important that we overcome that fear and we speak just the opposite. If yes. that is a fear you're dealing with, then you start saying just the opposite. You start saying, I am healthy. I am strong. Now you also need to work out and and you know eat the healthy foods and put the healthy stuff in your body do that take the action towards those things but get that thing out of our head so many of us oh i could never speak in public i would just i would make a fool of myself well quit thinking that way visualize yourself standing on that stage if that's something that you desire 
whatever it is. It's just so important. We prophesy our futures yeah, all of the time by what comes out of our mouth. You know, I will see people in one of my master classes. Sometimes I'll see the comments because, you know, we do a lot of giveaways. And I will see people say, I never win anything. I never win anything. I'm like, oh, quit saying that. Yeah. You know, why don't, you know, you be the one that is saying, I'm the winner. I'm going to get this. Yeah. Um, because, and you know, you'll hear people say, well, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Um, yeah. We're prophesying our future. Let's So let's make it a beautiful future. Right. Let's not. Uh, so think about what it is you're fearing. What is your dread? What are the words coming out of your mouth? Right. Listen to them and um, change them. Yeah. And I can remember when my kids would say something negative, I would, um, you know, I would try to switch that on them. I'd say, hey, you know, if they were worried about a football game, well, we're going to lose this game. That team is so much better than us. And I was like, hey, but you're strong and you're powerful and you've been practicing. You can do this. So it's just something that we really have to get good at. It is. And once you see it work a few times, it stirs your faith and you want to you want to do it more often. But you've got to really think about what you're what you're putting in what are you watching yeah. what are you listening to um, because a lot of times what we're putting in not a lot of times but all the times what we're putting in mm-hmm. is what's, what's coming, coming out. out yeah and you know i i try to do this with with my kids and my my oldest daughter has been the one that has had the most health issues she's had you know the two knee surgeries and you know ankles and, and wrists arms you know, her heart, yeah. and she has crohn's disease and she I mean, you know when they diagnosed her with crohn's she's like mom why am I the broken kid? Why oh. am I the unhealthy? And I said, quit speaking those yeah. things over yourself. This is just a little hurdle. We're going to get yep. over this. You are healthy. You are beautiful. You are perfectly made. God yes. made you perfect in his image, and you are healthy and strong, mm-hmm. and that's what we're believing for. And uh, it's it's what you speak. Those mm-hmm. words are powerful. Yeah. You know, I have no. I just noticed this over something the other day. Um, when you lean into this, and, and I believe that truly – that we've made this a lifestyle. This isn't something that I just started practicing. I mean, all my life, thank God, I was just raised around a very positive mother who taught me this, and then I've been in church my whole life, so I've been doing this for years. And so I always have this expectancy. I'm always expecting a miracle. I'm always expecting good things to happen Mm -hmm. at every turn. So when something bad does happen, when something isn't working out, um, I'm way less likely to freak out about it. I just think it's temporary. I'm like, oh, well... This is temporary. This is going to, I'm going to get past this. And of course I start, you know, I start again, quoting just the opposite of what's happening and believing that. And so I don't want anybody to think that nothing bad ever happens or we don't experience the same things that everybody else experienced. I mean, your your car broke down on the way to (laughs) podcast the other day. I mean, things happen to us all, all the time. I, you know, whatever, you know, my sleeping issues arise. And so... But if we just keep our faith and our expectation and visualizing and affirming and then writing, I'm such a I love to write it. If I'm believing for it, um, I, I'm going to go write it down. Yeah, I'm going to go write it to me. Sometimes I'm not really believing for it till it makes that journal. So and then I got to I just got to say one more thing. Um, and I'm I'm going to kind of leave you hanging here. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I don't oh. think I'm ready to share it yet. But um, there's just this one thing that I am I'm believing for, and it's really big. It's kind of crazy out there. But uh, I started I said it like a couple of times to myself, and but I wasn't believing it. 
but you okay. have to start somewhere. You right. know, I just like right. said this thing, and uh, but I, it was in no way it, it had not really become something that I was walking in faith with. It was just something that I'd said maybe two or three times, and then I was in my house like two days ago. I was having my prayer time. I actually don't even think I was having my prayer time. I was just I remember I was walking from the kitchen to the to my, towards my bedroom down the hall and that thought came through my mind and I said it out loud and that time it dropped into faith and I was mm. like God, yeah. I'm going to believe you for that. I am truly going to believe you for that. Yeah. And then I turned back around and I went over and I grabbed my journal and I wrote that wrote date. I love to write the date yeah. and I wrote that in my journal. And so now I'm declaring it. Now I'm not ready to um, shout it from the rooftop to anybody okay. else yet. But, uh, you know, you have to work yourself up in yeah. these faith things. And so, but that's where I am. And so when it comes to pass then i'll come on the podcast and i'll say hey y'all remember back on that thing um but i just want to so encourage our listeners what is that thing or things you know it doesn't have to be one what are the desire god says if we delight in him that he will give us the desires of our heart start visualizing those desires start declaring those things with your mouth calling those things that be not as though they were and then write them so that you can really run with the vision Yes. Yes. So good. Well, if you have not subscribed to the Without Fear of Her Future podcast, then hit that subscribe button today for new episode reminders. And please leave us a great review on Spotify or Apple Music. As we wrap up, I have a special invitation to all of our female listeners. I feel like most of my listeners are female. I think so, too. (laughs) An an invitation to safeguard your financial future forever. Who's up for that? Who wants to begin to um, visualize a financial future that looks pretty good? Well, that's the promise of the She Can 23. She Can 23 is the biggest virtual event for female real estate investors in the nation Women say She Can 23 is their golden key to investing in real estate the rich way. At She Can 23, we're welcoming keynote speakers like Tim Tebow, Ed Milet, Brooke Thomas, Patrice Washington, and so many more. So go to mm. SheCan23.com today. Secure your seat in this historical event for women nationwide. That is SheCan23.com. If she can, you can too. Yes, go do that right now, ladies. Go do that right now. Thank you so much for joining us today. On behalf of the Women's Real Estate Investors Network and Teresa Todd, I'm Melissa Baker encouraging you to be brave and dream big. 